Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, part of Omaha Audio. Yeah, Cousin Sal coming to you Tuesday morning. Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, fiddling with the knobs here. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this disaster of a show. And joining me, as always, my dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss, I don't know if you guys are getting caught up in the World Cup hysteria, but and how I didn't have Argentina on a parlay uh, is the upset of the it's actually (laughs) a bigger upset than Argentina over Saudi Arabia that I didn't have Argentina over Saudi Arabia. Twenty five to one odds that came in at and it was one hundred and twenty to one, Martin, after the messy goal that uh, and none of us were awake to see it on the West Coast. That's what makes it great. No, but I did hear about it shortly thereafter. I was I was I was close to being up for it, but no, right. I, I actually am not caught up in the World Cup whatsoever. It's it's actual football season. We'll I get know off. that we're supposed we'll to get care off about it. Like I know. soccer and all that, but maybe when the United States is good, I don't believe that we will win. So maybe when uh when that turns around, I'll start to care. Let me yes, we drew with Wales and then we have England coming up, and you needed a point coming there uh, going into that. But anyway, I do want to check. This is gonna you you're gonna hate this because you know I'm I'm no fun when it comes to a lot of these bets. I bet don't pass at the craps table, I bet no buzzer beaters. This is in line with that for the World Cup. I have a bet over four and a half zero zero matches in the entire tournament. I already have two. I'm about Tunisia. to say, yeah, you're Tunisia, now. Denmark, and then just now, uh, Mexico, Poland. No score. Beautiful. I don't know, I don't know right. what you're supposed to root for or not supposed to root for. What's that? What result is satisfying? Listen, I, you hate I'm that when I do that. It and you hate it. Well, I, I don't love rooting for nil. It's it's actually nil nil. Please, Sal. I'm please. sorry. Yeah, yeah. What I say? Zero zero. Yeah. Yeah. You talk. You know, please don't be an ugly American. I was attacked by the Too world late. over outside of the these United States, at least by saying on Twitter what I thought was a pretty vanilla remark that uh-huh. I said that the World Cup trophy, not an indictment yeah. of your sport or anything, people outside these United mm-hmm. States. Just thought that the thing looks weird. It doesn't look finished. It seems mm. like somebody needed the the sculptor needed to work on it some more. He's like, yeah, oh, oh, it's due right now. Here, just take this mess. Like, and people got very right. upset with me, and 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 attacked the Lombardi Trophy as though I was so. Well, that's the trophy I love. I'll something. say this in in everyone's defense. If if anyone should know what a finished trophy looks like, it should be you. And what does that what does yeah. that look like? Check. It's crumpled. I don't, up I don't know what it looks what like. And I, I don't play for yeah. trophies. I don't play for yeah. that. I play for the yeah, glory. Yeah, so that's why that's it's why. weird. Yeah, people don't know where you stand on trophies. Do you care about them enough to judge them aesthetically, or do you not care about them because they're in your trunk, crumpled, or God knows where? Well, as I always point out, head coaches say in the locker room post Super Bowl, they always announce mm-hmm. to the locker room, "Hey, you guys just won a Super Bowl ring, and no one can ever take that ring away from you." And it's like, yeah, they can. And some guys mm-hmm. have sold it on eBay or out on the streets or in oh, pa- yeah. pawn shops too. What you can't take away is the reflected glory that comes off of those trophies. You understand? That's why I don't care about There's no trophy for our family turkey bowl upcoming here. We've got our ninth annual with the kids, and it's all about the glory here. Can Jean-Claude Van Damashek lead his team? 
um, that his, you know, his partner is his, his little uh, six-year-old sister. Can they finally vanquish the dragon that is baby Oprah, now 15 years of age? Uh, that's great. Football baby. It's going to it. be a tall order. Are you playing on the turkey bowl? No, we. Uh, I don't think we're getting some. He's playing football tomorrow, Harrison, and the the parents are uh, getting involved too. So, But not actually on Thursday. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I got to say, the uh, the best thing about Thanksgiving not these over zero zero matches that I bet that's pretty close, but um, is the anticipation. It really is. If you're in a nice spot where you could like, we're going to, we're going to be stop recording. I swear we are in about 45 minutes, an hour. And then we're pretty much right. Martin. Oh, you, you have work. Oh, you still yeah, I'm about Fox to say show. Thanksgiving oh has God. been a oh, um, solid Thursday yeah. for me since uh, I graduated from college. <laughs> All right. I mean, I know I, I was with you too. I had the show once, once before. And I, we well, were, just not we only that I had yeah. a show, but I covered the mm-hmm. Lions for like five years out of school. Like I right. had legitimately had to go to work. I do think there's an equipment manager who's worked there for like 52 years, never had Thanksgiving with his uh, dinner with his uh, family. But check in in general, the day, the lazy day leading up to Thanksgiving, the day after the anticipation, all that, that to me is the best. If you could avoid a job like Martin has in sports where you have to be on the air every Thanksgiving or the day before, or you don't have to you know, go through uh, the airport with a stroller for the day before, like it, it is glorious. Am I right? Well, I mean, there's a, a more succinct way of putting it. Checker season. It starts yeah. on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Nay, I started it a week early. Okay. Maybe I got a little over my skis because uh, the Steelers beat no, the Saints. And I, thought I feel that. that. I, I, I forgot. Hey. I didn't realize you would make this about you. But I, I had Why no idea. Why would you about Thanksgiving? Checker season is supposed to be yeah. Thanksgiving Eve, the biggest yeah. bar none of the year. Black <laughs> Friday was supposed to be the day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the most disrespected holiday that stands in this country. I love yeah. it. Dave, it's my favorite of all holidays. Why? Because your retail sales aren't up? I get no, it. No, no, no. I am extending. Is that the, what it is? As I have previously <laughs> attempted to extend the window for stuffing, that's what I'm trying to do with the entire holiday. I mm. say here and now, listen to my voice. It overrides that of your employer. Go get drunk if you want. Do you not want to go back to the office for the afternoon? That's your you business. Can't. You might get reprimanded at this time of the year, but try doing that in April. You'll get your walking papers here. You'll get a stern talking to at worst. You go can't even do drunk. it as an Don't athlete. You work. can't even do it. You can't even do it on the team plane going home anymore. You can't have a beer. Yeah. This is a stupid offensive coordinator. Screwed Guitar. everything up. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But listen, yeah. your point is sound. And especially in 2022, what are we going to do? We got to figure out a nice teaser here couple of nine-point favorites on uh, on yeah. Thanksgiving. Don't we have to figure out a two-way there or maybe go all day and, and have something well, to consume? Imagine if we get to the nightcap with a, with a, a three-way teaser still alive. There's a lot. I think there there could be some traps in there. I do want to – let's quickly go over Monday Night Football because that was only a few hours ago for most people. Uh, 38 to 10. I swept the board. Now I'm going to make it about me now, Sheck. I went four for four. I finally picked the first touchdown. Ayuk uh, plus 575. I had the Niners. I had the over. I had Jimmy G, longest completion, over 36 and a half yards. He did that a couple times. Uh, they, they continue to be the worst team the Cardinals do against tight ends. And whatever, there's not to be much expected out of this group uh, that doesn't have Kyler Murray and is, you know, you know, kind of fledgling as it is. Martin, you had Prater over five and a half. It sounded good. Thin air, thin Mexican air, 7,000 feet above sea level. And uh, but 
then then you realize with a kicker, you don't have a, that much control over how much he goes on the field. You don't have much control over anyone, but you know McCaffrey's going to get between, I don't know, 14 and 25 touches, right? Well, I just figured that as soon, you know, they cross half field or midfield, whatever they call yeah. it. I don't know. Soccer's on the brain. You, you cross the 50 yard line and then you're in play, right? You know, the yep. Raiders already hit a 60 yarder in America. Why not, you know, float them out there in Mexico? But once the game got a hand so badly, you know, yeah. just really, this is all Matt Rule's fault. If he is had it? beaten, if Cliff, if he had beaten Cliff Kingsbury, we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. He'd be fired, first, but he would have been the second coach fired because Cliff would have been gone. Yeah, he might have coached Arizona. They might have just swapped at some point. <laughs> I don't know what they would have. Uh, Shaq, these Niners are scary. I certainly don't want to play them in the playoffs. They make the most of every offensive possession, and then they give opposing quarterbacks a fit, and that seems to be uh, a good recipe for winning in the NFL. I think I, you know what, I I regret that I didn't uh, that I didn't get the um, most updated odds on this for you. I think we are leading to, with all respect to the Eagles, I like uh, that team quite a bit. But man, e uh, uh, Cowboys Niners in the NFC title game. I hate that you're doing this. You, you can't, I know you, you are. But I Mets. really like it. My man. Mets, and that sucked. I mean, they, they kind of went south almost days after the spit was dry on your lip. But and now you're doing this to my Cowboys. How dare you? You know how what? dare you? That's right. Actually, we should talk about this because Dave. Yeah. Not only are you mushing his Cowboys right now, you must yeah. his uh, you, you must his Mets in the summertime, and you must right. my pump of the week yesterday. No, no, oh yes, you did. I, I'm not going to wear it. And you know what? <laughs> I did. You did. You're right. You tried, to, you tried to mush my Falcons and DJ Moore's the helmet and all of that. It almost worked. It almost worked. Who was your pump of the week, Martin? Mine got beat up. I had uh, I had the Rams, and that was stupid. I forget who. We'll have pump of the week at the end of the. We uh, both had the same Who's one. Oh, I, I see. That's how he must Los it. Angeles see. Chargers. And as soon as oh, Dave right. said it, I knew it was done. And then had the nerve to tweet, hey, Chargers, you up? With, like, multiple uh, seconds left on the clock and just uh, enough time for Justin Herbert to throw a tip ball interception and completely just demolish any chance I had at my plus 210. Thanks, Dave. I, we've said hey. enough about Patrick Mahomes, but he's spectacular and you get what you deserve when you, you bet think? against him. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. listen. He's maybe the best we've seen, Check. I'm going to say I, I'm not basing it on just a couple of night games or anything, but in almost any facet of a game, he's the one I would want over anybody else. Goal Are line you situation. Best quarterback one, you've ever seen. One drive, goal line, uh, fourth quarter. You need to win one game. You need to win one road game. I think he. I think he checks almost all those boxes. Really. I mean, listen. I'm not going to attempt to argue with you right now. I will say for the record, Chargers plus seven over fifty. Both paid out with. Uh, yeah with uh without any concern there so i was all right with uh with that you know last minute and a half mush there but yes it's weird too as a side note we do need to shout it out and remember this for 2023 because this has gone on for three or four years now i don't know what voodoo the chargers have that the rest of the league hasn't figured out but they really do play those those chiefs and in fact jeff schwartz our pal mentioned it in the post game the Chargers against the Chiefs are a better version of the Chargers than they are against anyone else. That's also weird. I don't know why, yeah, why does that team be, look better than they ever will th than against the AFC's juggernaut of the last, what, half decade or so. They but do, yeah, but you got to kind of win some of these games, too. You got to win them. I mean, it can't be just I agree, the last but I'm saying bet them as the dog consistently, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, especially if it's going to be six or seven points as uh, as they laid it out in SoFi. They realized, oh, yeah, the Chiefs have more fans. So that's how it is. So anyway, uh, back to what you were saying. What were we saying with um, the Niners are plus 650, Shaq, to win the Super Bowl, three to one to win the conference, and minus 370 now prohibited favorite to win that NFC West. Boy, I look at these odds, and not that the Rams are going to make a run without Stafford, without Cop, and without anybody, but they're 150 to one to win the West and it's week 12 going into week 12. The Packers are 30 to one. This is phenomenal numbers uh, staring us in the face, but let's go over these Thursday games here. Some good ones, Buffalo at Detroit, nine and a half point favorite. Is this their home court now? Martin, are they used (laughs) to, are they used to it? I, I 54 is the over under. I'll get your pick first. I like it to be close, but go ahead. Let's hear from you. I don't like it to be close. I, oh. I like I, no, I'm not. Things. This is going to be one of those where by the second quarter, and I know I said this last week. So if anybody's like calling me a hater, hey, call it what it is. But this will be something where by like midway through the second quarter, everybody's going to be tweeting, "Why do we always have to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving? Why can't we watch a good team? We couldn't have flexed in that." The, the Chiefs on Thursday night, it's like that's what's going to be the conversation. It's like, how come we always have to do this? Buffalo's going to win this. Like, I they're going to demolish the Lions hmm. bro, off a of three. All the thing I said about last week is true this week, but your two game win streak and the three games, we're going to four games in a row for Dan Campbell. No, like, it's all right. No, just keep it within 10. That's all. He's not going to win just, four in a row. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't, I don't expect like, we're due for a letdown. They were they mm-hmm. let down early in the year. They started to fight back. This is about time to let down again. And I just did. Yeah, this is going to be disappointing for everybody in Detroit. Let me tell you something. Everyone who says, oh, change tradition, shouldn't be a Lions game. First of all, no David Blau this game, right? Yeah, you have Jared Goff. You have a formidable, as formidable Lions squad as I remember in a while. By the way, I know they've lost five in a row on Thanksgiving. Four out of the five were one-score games. This is usually a decent game. Regardless of their status check, I'm taking the Lions plus nine and a half. What do you like? Boy, it's tough. Both things are true, obviously. The nine points is very heavy. The Lions are due to, you know, fall back a little bit from what they've been doing these last few weeks here. I I hated that Browns late touchdown against the Bills, which which really spooks me about Buffalo. They, They, you know, they dominated, did the Bills, those brands. And yet, nevertheless, that pushed for all of us. Um, on that Browns late touchdown. I fear that. I'm going Bills, though. I think that they do win by double digits in this one. I think the Lions rightly are feeling good about themselves, but I think the Bills, that number two, you know, if you remove the Vikings game, which I don't think you're allowed to do, I think they that is in the records for all of time now. But mm. if you take that one away, uh, aren't the Bills getting knocked a little bit here by the bookmakers for well, I, the, the recent I don't stumble? feel like they've played a complete game in a month, to be honest with you. They took off the second half against the Packers. Uh, who am I missing? Obviously, that Vikings game was a disaster. Even last week, a little slow start against the Browns. So if you look at that, but I'm looking at this Lions makeup and they had 160 rushing yards against the Giants. It's a weird, it's not Barry Sanders out there, but Jamal Williams is as good as, I mean, he has 12 touchdowns this year. Martin, I got to find you this ticket on Caesars. He was 300 to one to have the most rushing touchdowns this year. I'm going to find that ticket and rob it and give it to you for Christmas. Uh, Someone's holding on to Jamal Williams. 
Uh, and he crazy. actually could hold on. He could honestly hold on to this for a few more weeks, the way they use him. Seven and two against the spread in their last nine home games. And I do feel is a little bit of a, this is our home turf kind of thing. I'll say 27-22, uh, Buffalo wins, but um, not convincingly. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll go over the uh, next two uh, Thursday games, and then there's a big college game. I don't know if you've heard about it. We'll do that. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino. It's on Caesars up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code C-Z-R-F-U-L-L and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a thousand tier credits and a thousand reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Yes, you have to know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, or if you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Maryland, visit MarylandGamblingMDGamblingHelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369. Visit C-O-N-N-E-X-Ontario.ca or call 1-866-531-2600 or text C-O-N-N-E-X to 247-247. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, game number two. It's me against Spaghetti. Giants at Dallas. The Cowboys are a nine-point favorite, 44 and a half. You know, I'm a firm believer in that no one's as bad or as good as they look the week before. And so I probably should take the Giants with this ridiculous spread. I mean, nine. But the Cowboys being favored last week, we all thought it was ridiculous against the Vikings. And they took care of business in a big way. The injuries are a real concern for Spaghetti. The referees, I don't think, are. The injuries are Adoree Jackson, Fabian Moreau, uh, Jason Pinnock. Are, are any of these guys playing Spaghetti? John Feliciano. These are big, like, to lose a center. And this is these are big 
position players, I think. But I'll let you weigh in first, Spaghetti. Well, quickly with the ref stuff, you keep taking shots about that. But like I told I you, do, I but only because you did first. on minus yeah. three. But when yeah. the broadcast booth and Mike Pereira, who's hired to review penalties, yeah. are all mocking the ref crew on the field, like that's a problem in my. That's opinion. okay. They got they got crushed. That that's a bigger problem. They were really. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it, but so, they weren't in, they weren't in the first half, and especially when those penalties let let you other teams score right. points. Like they missed late games and false starts, and that led to points, which gotcha. does affect the. I, I don't the know. They've never been on your side, the referees. I've not. I've, I've never. I've tweeted yeah. about the refs once, and it was because the broadcast Greg Olson, former NFL tight end, complained about it. In spaghetti the and, and any sport, Shaq, uh, well, you you know what I'm talking about with spaghetti. I, you would think that they have it out for the Rangers and the Giants more than any other franchise in sports. Well, I don't know if they had it last spring out for the Rangers so much as that they were in the bag for the Penguins. That was that was I, I think okay. spaghetti's recurring. Right, I'm just saying it's a small point. Them to win spaghetti for the team that got that rolled. Uh, at home against Detroit, but uh, I, yeah, there are too many injuries. The yeah. I they're, they're going to lose this game, so I'm fully on the Cowboys side. Mm. All Minus right. nine spaghetti. I mean, they're missing like half an offensive line. Literally every receiver besides Darius Slayton. The teams now did what the lines. They're going to do what the lines did, and that's just sell out to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bellinger, the tight end's not back. And then defensively, like, you know, they lost the top three cornerbacks on their roster. Uh, Xavier McKinney's still out with the broken hand. Um, yeah. You know, the defensive, like Aziz Ojolari hasn't been back yet. So it's just, there's just not enough talent to go around. They're really, they're doing practice squad players. They we have seen listen. we we have seen situations where teams are like left for dead for injuries or trades. The Panthers came out and whooped whoever after they traded McCaffrey. Like really, when it seems like there's no hope, a team steps up before and nine is a lot of points. But I'm gonna say 28-16, Shaq. What do you like? Ooh, I'm with you. I like your Cowboys this week. I you know, they're they're really a tough bet though, week to week, right? To your point, like sure. as good or as bad. I, I mean, yeah, they they have been they have been both of those things. Are they? I'm trying to think. Have they had the wildest swings of uh, of contending teams this year? I, it's it's a phenomenon that I've been pointing to quite a bit. Yeah. Most recently was the Cowboys whip, whipping the Vikes. Now everybody's off the Vikes now because of that. But the last three or four years, the team, even the teams that wind up in the Super Bowl, take a whip in at least once or twice. You're, right, you're right about that. I heard you mention that on minus. You three just never it's, it's you, It just yeah. didn't happen 20 years ago, right? Like your Cowboys with Aikman and company, they just never got destroyed in any regular season game. But now, like even the Chiefs and who, you know, mm-hmm. but anyhow, um, your Rams was I, the be- best point of that. They got smoked by the Cardinals, right? right? Or the Niners? No, the by the Niners. Up by the in, Niners, uh, like I think early yeah. in December. Yeah, like oh my thought, god, this team's in the God. Super Bowl, and then they win the Super Bowl. But yeah, I'm with you. But listen, I feel. Don't you feel like I mean, a Jair's making his Super Bowl comments. That's nothing new. But mm. I think if they can, I I thought the Green Bay game, as much as that is empty rhetoric for the most part, in my opinion, like. That was a wake-up call. But I thought that Lambeau, giving that one away for this defense-dominant group and everything to blow that lead to Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers and everything, I think that was that was bad. And I think they are now focused at the right time. Tyron Smith on his way back soon. 
they're going to be tough to handle, even for the the physical 49ers. The Cowboys are no slouches in that department themselves. That's why the Dallas Cowboys are headed to the Super Bowl, and this will be an important oh, chapter on the way there. Shut up. Quiet. You, could, you, you, you were doing great there. You didn't have to suit. Uh, Martin, maybe the case is these Thursday games are weird, and we should take the nine and a half with Detroit and take the nine with the Giants, but um, I just can't do it this week. Cowboys 10 and one against the Giants and seven and three against the number this week, this uh, season. It's interesting how the, the Lions and the Giants both played each other and then yeah. obviously played each other. They're now both nine point margins on their next games. But I think the Giants cover this. I, I think that the, the Cowboys right now are riding so high that I, I, I could see the Giants coming in and keeping this thing close, even with the injury concerns. And you have to know that, like, a guy like Dayball is going to be prepared in division. He's played well in division so far, even though they lost to the Cowboys already this year. Um, Yeah, I like the Giants here to to at least – you know what? I'll put it like this. The Giants are going to have to prove to me that they're bad. After I mean, right. like, I've seen them win so many games. Like I, I, I got in front of the train when I, they played Seattle, and I was kind of like trying to pick that one. But even that was threading the needle. The Giants are gonna have to prove to me that they're one of the. This is a line for one of the worst teams in football. If you're laying nine, I feel like. Well, so I, here, spaghetti. Let, let's work backwards with this. I think, like, if if Saquon goes for 160, this is gonna be a game, right? And you know he's capable of that, right? A couple of missed tackles. I'm I'm going to do an emotional hedge here and bet Saquon over 76 and a half yards. I mean, he's still a great player. Uh, what do you have? 15 carries that somehow they bottled him up last week, but that that could be a path to a close game, no? Well, Martin brought up the Seattle game. We're talking about the Lions game last week and the first Dallas game. Those three losses, the Giants ran the ball less than 31 times. And the games yeah. they ran 31 or more, they run, they're undefeated. So the the name of the game is to run the right. ball a, a crap ton. But the problem is when the defense is telling you to stop the run, you're down two, three scores. You really can't do that anymore. So that's what I'm afraid of. I just I also don't think with with missing multiple offensive linemen, they won't be able to to open up the holes. And then Wondell Robinson had double digit targets, but now he's out. So it's like who defend like who are you covering? Like you could you could just stuff the box. Like I just I don't like the game plan for this one. All right. I'm staying with 2816. But of course, of course, I'm nervous about this. Of course, spaghetti taunted me with the tweet, but he's right. I, I don't want to want to sit through this Thanksgiving. Right. I just I would like one year off, Shaq, from the uh, the Cowboys. I would like one. year I, off. Well, That's guess it. what? That fits neatly because I'd love nothing more to be in high <laughs> accuracy or deep frying a bird out there in the early stages of a Thanksgiving day. And then uh, you had a Thanksgiving now, how long ago Five, against the Ravens? It was a night game five years ago now. Was it more? I think it was. But yeah, that was over in Baltimore. And that right. was the game when Tomlin stepped on the field. Right. Um, yeah. Continuing a proud Steelers head coach tradition started by mm-hmm. Bill Cowher when he almost stepped up or he did step on the field to almost belt a Jaguars special teamer who had scooped up a uh, a mm-hmm. uh, field goal attempt at the at the gun. He was running down the sideline, and Bill Cowher almost knocked him out, which would have been the funniest moment. Even funniest or here most, on- atro- most atrocious. I don't know. Fun- what both, did he say? What both, was his word? Both. What Same was his as Mark word, Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Egregious, uh, egregious disgrace. Yes. There you go. I'm sorry. I screwed it up. Screwed <laughs> it up. might have been an egregious disgrace if Bill Cowher had knocked out a player running down the field for yeah. a touchdown. Um, um, isn't the answer here? To to spoil the 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 nightcap here isn't again. You're the one who taught me the way of the teaser, the ten point teaser. Don't you don't you go? I know. Also, you don't want to cross 
the you don't want to cross um the money line but still bills plus one it seems is that easy. what you do here it and seems then, easy and, and, yeah and then I, giants plus one yeah. and a half and then you tease the vikes up to i mean the the uh, patriots up to plus 13 Isn't if that you're superstitious best? like me you think that one of these three thursday if not all of them because they're thursday are going to be weird and one of the six teams or three of the six teams you're betting are not going to come prepared but I think you have the right coach. That who did you say you're teasing the uh, Patriots up? So that line I'm te- is two teasing and a half. the Patriots to plus thirteen and a half. Or let's so do the is- totals. Let's let's make it easy overs all Turkey Day long and tease all the totals way down. That could be there. fun. These games are going to go over, right? Uh, I think. Well, so Minnesota though. Let's that two and a half. It, they can't even give them a three a point a favorite. They were they were so bad. I mean, well, it went down. It's so weird. The New England cl- comes to town. That's a night game. It's hard to tell which team was worse. Led. Well, I, I guess I'm kidding. The Vikings were worse. Um, I wish this were a weather game, but it's not. I'm taking the Patriots. I think they win 26-23. Mm. People sleep on their defense. I know Simmons and all the Patriots, they hate. They hate Mac Jones and all like 22 for 27 or whatever for 200 yards. Like, hey, that's the modern-day quarterback right now. If you can get that out of him, if you can get it out of Marcus Mariota, you're in good shape. You're going to win games. Um, their defense is solid. They average 0.116 points per snap below the league average. It sounds um, like a, a, a minuscule number, but it's actually big. Juden leads in sacks. I think Cousins crumbles a few times and the Patriots win. Martin, who do you got? Yeah, I was about to say, for all the, the pass rush that we talk about the Cowboys, the NFL sack leader is an yeah. England Patriot, Matt Judon. Um, and I, I'm thinking that, Partly, I can't erase what I saw last Sunday. The Vikings offense never got anything going, and it wasn't because I mean it's just Michael Parsons and 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 Armstrong, and and it's just that that Cowboys defensive line had Kirk Cousins in absolute hell, and I have to think it's going to be a part two with the Patriots defensive line who had Zach Wilson in hell. We'll get to that in a little bit too, but I mean if you're not a quarterback that's making quick decisions and getting the ball out quickly, uh, you and these that Patriots defense is going to take advantage of you and, and mm-hmm. put you on the ground. And we see what happens when Kirk Cousins get hit, evidenced by Michael Parsons in the first freaking seconds of that game, completely ending it for the Vikings. All right, check. It's up to you. It sounds like you like the Patriots on a teaser. Do you like them uh, overall here? Plus two and a half, not even three. Pathetic Vikings. I I think you're right. It is the sort of one of the top 10 most underreported things of of this pro football season is how good the Patriots defense is, Mm -hmm. because even the local Patriots lovers are distracted by the um the atrocity of mac jones and bailey zappy and all that means i also think Belichick. that the bears sorry to interrupt the bears went crazy on them in prime yeah time. right and so that, that that that's what's the for first and foremost in everybody's mind but yeah go ahead i know what what really doesn't make sense because i really you know i i like to laugh at your irrelevant trends thing sometimes that you'll point out but kirk cousins mm-hmm. lifetime on prime time i mean yeah this is about as big as it gets right thanksgiving night Against uh, against the 21st century juggernaut Patriots, and yet I'm going to take the Vikings at home here. I just, oh. I mean, listen, three points against another good team, the Jets. But I mean, three points is what you put out there. Yeah, the Vikes sucked. 
um, against the I Cowboys. like that everyone keeps pointing to me. You guys suck. I don't care that you're eight and two. You got a point differential on the minus. You're the worst eight and two team of all time. Like, all right, well, we're eight and two. What are we supposed to right. do? Right. I refer you back to my previous statement. Like, even the good teams get hammered at least once along the way. Maybe that right. was the one for the Vikings. I'm going to bet on that being the case. I'm taking the Vikes at home in a feel-good environment against the the loathsome New England Patriots who scored three points against the Jets. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And a block in the back to boot. More cheating on the uh, on the punt return <laughs> touchdown. Uh, hey, Martin, I know Matt Judon, 6-1 to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. If he keeps – I know it's Micah. Micah's award to win to keep minus 400 for Micah Parsons. But Judon, 6-1. to one. I don't know if he gets like five more sacks the rest of the year. It's going to be well, ridiculous. The thing is, he's on track to set the record. Yeah. So it's going to be really hard to give mm. the defensive player of the year to the guy who also a pass rusher who didn't set the record. Mm-hmm. So at those odds, I feel like you got to lay something on that. I have to say, and we, we touched on this a few times now, prime time games really makes a difference in these. You might as well, before you're going to bet your awards, you know, preseason Check awards. Yeah, check the schedule. The Chiefs get a bunch of Mahomes gets a lot of opportunities under the lights. You know, Dallas is going to play on Thanksgiving plus the maximum five primetime games. You just uh, you could you can get a little value looking at it that way. Um, Obviously, you know, like I said, it worked against the Patriots when the Bears beat up on them on that Monday night. But anyway, all right. So where's the fun bet, by the way? The one other thing that we have to touch on, because it feels like who, as we I think I I think I said a week ago, Whoever wins that Giants-Cowboys game maybe gets yeah. Odell, and I was kidding, but maybe he really is. He feels like a Dion, um mm-hmm. early 90s-level mercenary looking to sell his uh, services. Why don't they to- make it official? Just carry him out, like, on a platter. Like, you know, like <laughs> you, you got the, the Iron Bowl, or you got these other trophies everybody plays for. He actually, that's the winner gets Odell Beckham. Yeah, forget the yeah, forget the turducken. Like it just right. yeah, he maybe he could spring out like of out of a cake or something at the end. Like you get me or out of the turkey, he could just yes. spring out and 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 he awards himself to the victor. There you go. I like it. I like all of it. I, I think he is going it. to the Cowboys like though, right? And then and then what? And then what do you say if they get Tyron Smith back with that dominant defense and Zeke and Pollard looking like they are and Dak? It remains my question. I know Mike McCarthy is the bigger question for you, but you know, but and the by the way, the for me is why is, was Dak playing with four minutes left in the fourth quarter? That's my big cra- Mike McCarthy point when he has a game on Thursday. That was crazy. My big big short term. Yeah. What if it's too bad? The Eagles rallied there because think of how important is. this game would be. The Giants and Cowboys would be. Yeah. Um, had the Eagles fallen back two straight weeks in a row, you'd really right. be excited as a Cowboys fan. We, we saw some cracks. Too. We saw some cracks. And that's uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Playoff. It's more important to be able to see that in the playoffs. All right. Listen, we do this every week. Martin's meathead. You got three going. Usually it's coaches. Could be players. Could we be do. anything. And, who and, who and, bugged and you? And this is. I say this is a week where everybody's kind of playing for second place, right? Because we like Zach Wilson and his press conference pretty much took the took the uh took the trophy. Yeah, check. But they were punting the ball in the field of play at the end of the game. Like just punt the ball out of bounds. The Patriots offense has scored, like you said, three points all game. And in a game in which in a game in which you've punted the ball more than your, port, your quarterback has completions, 
You got to mm-hmm. imagine your special teams unit maybe just maybe not like at the at the at the end of their execution level. Like how many plays are they supposed to run per game? You expect your offense to run 40, 50, whatever. Like you're not expecting to punt the ball that many times in a game. Punting the ball inbounds to me. I mean, obviously it cost him the game, but it was just brain. With, it's the only way they were going to score a touchdown. I don't know why more guys don't angle it out of bounds. It should be a, it, it's a lost art, or maybe I just it, ne- it was never an art. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, sure, definitely not in the middle of the field. You got that. Then the Daniel Hackett a calling a pass play for Russ down the stretch uh, of a game. Then not only that, compounding it by calling a timeout when Derek Carr was going to go waste it down by spiking the ball. He called a timeout and said, "You know what, Raiders." Keep the timeout. In fact, take the win as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then my third one. I don't know if you guys saw this because it just came out. This is one of the people who inspired the Martin's Meathead segment. Matt Rule was interviewed in uh, by Good Morning Football this morning. And he's asked about his main takeaway of his tenure. And he said the plan that he had was right. He just didn't <laughs> win enough. <laughs> you know, I wish he would be honest and say my main takeaway is $26 million. That's yeah. it. <laughs> look, look, I have it right here, the $26 million. I took it away. And that's that's uh, mainly what I'm excited about. <laughs> uh, it be his background, just a pile of the money. Yeah. How right, right was your plan if it never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever finished in a winning season? Yeah. Finished even like with good feelings about the team? Yeah. Right. Well, maybe the plan was to tank. He didn't elaborate, did he? Right. No, no, no. Uh, all right, check. Do you have anything to add to those? Uh, those are good ones. I didn't realize. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, punt. I, why don't guys punt it out of bounds? Uh, we talk about the coffin corner with Corolla all the time, but just a punt at a, a 40 yard punt out of bounds is as decent a net as anything else you're going to get, right? It's funny how um, these conversations evolve as we get a day and then several days away from Sunday games. That's really part of what makes football so great and better than Mm -hmm. every other sport is because you only get one update a week. And so then you have seven days to meditate and wring your hands about it. But so everybody rightly, I think, pointed out like, what the hell is Zach Wilson doing? Where's your human instinct, man? Just mm-hmm. go up there and be like, yeah, I sucked. I'm sorry to my team. That was embarrassing. And yeah, that was the worst playoff thing contention. Yeah. That was really bad. Um, but now Dan Hanzoos, who, you know, uh, Sal a little bit from around the mm-hmm. NFL and beyond. Um, he's now doing the thing like actually everybody has now overreacted to Zach Wilson's game and post game presser. And I say, Incorrect, Hansus. I think that's that's bad. You know, when you think about, I have floated specifically about the Steelers starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett. People say, what do you think his, who who is he? Who's his comp? And I say like, you know, high-end Joe Burrow, low-end, or not low-end, but he has the skill set of somewhere between dimes and Burrow. And people go like, Joe Burrow, how good? What's the difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Massive difference. It's the makeup of Brady that makes him a winner. Zach Wilson, that is not a good indicator right there for his makeup going forward. Yeah. If you're a Jets teammate, like you can't be that guy. You haven't earned it to be a pain in the like Aaron Rodgers has yet. That's the way you lose it and never get it back. He screwed up because it, 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 it insinuates that there's worse yet to come. 
Like, oh no, I didn't let him down. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you what letting your your team down looks like, but and I'll, I'll remind you when it happens. But what, what do you do? What I have this on the list here. What do you do? Because they're not going to go after, it's not going to be Mike White. We can get excited about Mike White. We saw Mike White. We saw him it was just awful in a Thursday night game against the Colts. And then he was gone, right? So, okay, maybe you'll get a couple fun games out of him, but that's that. It's not going to be Joe Flacco. They're not going to go into the draft again. First of all, they're going to have nine wins also. So they're not probably going to get the Stroud or uh, Hendon Hooker or, uh, you know, any of these guys. So uh, Bryce Young. What is he? What to me, it comes down to like two or three quarterbacks. Is it Jimmy G or is it Derek Carr on the Jets roster next year? I I think, yeah, that's exactly right. Open your mind to the new possibilities that didn't exist a decade ago in pro football. Aaron Rodgers might be able to be had, right? And by the way, at some point now, I said it a year ago, but really. The Packers are running out of real estate with Jordan Love. Like, I mean, he's going right. to belong to the streets soon. So they either commit to him beyond the Rodgers years. There are going to be options. There, there are always options as much as my QB saturation theory is taking a hit. But the Packers could go through the draft. They could go. The, the Jets are definitely not going through the draft. So I do think it's what's in front of us right now on current rosters. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that it's, it's there's a kid in the draft that replaces Zach Wilson. But yeah, I, I think he's really backed himself into a corner where and, he, you know, he's got that live arm. Now he's I mean, he better put up a couple of beauties um, for his teammates to win them back or else. I, I, you know, yeah, they're really heading into some weird. But they're they're going to be brand name QBs available. And, and I'm basing that off of the fact that there have been for the last three to five years. Yeah. And so the Jets can solve it that way. My correct, my, my answer though, for Meathead, I got to say quickly is, because I've said it a great deal in defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, Mike, all the, all the boober, they, they got fire Mike Tomlin and all that jive out there. I will say when you have, I don't care if it's Joe Burrow or not. When he comes into the field, you talk all week. AFC North football, we welcome the opportunity. You have three wins on the season. You have a chance to at least, by numbers, get into the playoff chase a little bit there and to allow 37 points. I get it's Joe Burrow. It's also Samaji P. Ryan and some yeah. guy. I don't, What's his name? Trenton Irwin or something like that with yeah. his long yellow hair? What in the hell? 37 points. Don't talk to me about Ken Pickett and the offense. Yes, mm. the premise was not that the offense was going to hold up its end of the bargain. It was supposed to be defense dominant or shame the devil. 37 points? To I think the Bengals, are, the Bengals are saying the same thing. Like, how do we give up 30 to that garbage Steelers team? We They've had over 20 points twice this year, and it was both against us. We really need to It was to 20 at the half. That, I no, mean, no. that's it's, that's disgraceful to, to blow that yeah. game. Yeah, no Jamar Chase. We didn't think there'd be a a, a monster game out of Burrow. That's what that's what makes him second tier. I'm right there, Martin. You have any thoughts on the Jets? Who they're going to sell? I, I think they pay Jimmy G a lot of money. Hmm. Isn't Zach Wilson in his third? Is his third year right? Is he has one year left on his rookie deal after this? Or am I tripping? Is he no, this is his third year. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's, that's it. So he's one year on his rookie deal left after the completion of this one. So like, so I think it'll be probably the fifth year starter. But with the idea that this team is not mm-hmm. just not going to be very good, like I don't see, do you, like what at the cost of what Jimmy G will cost because you know he's gone out and had the same year he did last year essentially, and they couldn't find a bidder for him last year. They were trying to find a good cost for him. They couldn't find they couldn't no one could agree with it, and he was hurt, so that doesn't help. But 
You, you got to remember, though, with some of these guys, they Jimmy G, say what you want about him. He will compete in a division that's that's up for grabs. You know, same with Derek Carr, right? Tom Brady cherry picks what division he's going to play in. Aaron Rodgers, same kind of thing. I don't care what anyone says. That's exactly what they did. And it worked for Brady and it's not working for Rodgers this year. But um, so, yeah, they're all are still it's just a slight number. It could be. That's why I think a Jimmy G fits there. Doesn't really care. I, I would think that I like Derek Carr personally. My, I, this is my cup of tea more than Jimmy G is. Like, I yeah. just can't get the closed eye interceptions out of my out of my brain. Like, I can't like running out of the back of the end zone in Chicago. I can't delete that. Like, right. I can't the same way I see Zach Wilson throwing the ball away in the field of play. I just can't. I can't re- re- remove it from my brain. But mm-hmm. I see him being on the roster at least for the next two years. Like. And this is a good gonna, Jets team. Otherwise, I think you kind of try. I, I, I know that's the, rest the point. Of the division's very I, solid too. But I agree. But this is the same. Uh, it's the same. And it's the same brain trust that drafted Sam Darnold as well. Like I don't know yeah. how they. Like, well, I, that's I, what I mean. That's why I think they stay away from the draft. They're embarrassed of what happened, yeah. and uh, they're not really in a position to make a move anyway. Well, all right. first of all, the Niners. I mean, if if the not everybody has decided in the last what sixteen hours, well, the Niners are now the team to beat in the NFC. They go back yeah. to the Super Bowl. You can't now say, "Yeah, we're giving it to Trey Lance again." I, I mean, I don't know how you sell that one. Yeah, but. Who's to say that that uh, his old pal Bill Belichick ain't going to take a run at Jimmy G? Remember how he got out of Foxborough in the first place? It was because yeah, Tom Brady said, uh, oh, well, because we share an agent. I want to do Jimmy a solid when, in fact, we mm-hmm. know it's not really the case. But we know Belichick really liked Jimmy G. What would be a better completion of They're that? so sir? hard to figure out. I mean, obviously, it's because they had Brady for so many years, but they don't strike you as an organization that that drafts a quarterback and they lucked into, at least at the time, Mac Jones. So they're not going to do that again because they if they want to move forward uh, without Mac Jones. But they also don't sign free agents ever. So I don't know. I don't know what to think with uh, New England and uh, that team. But listen. The game and by the way, week. is Russell Wilson yeah. definitely back in Denver next year? Are we are we hundred percent sure that that's definitely going to be? I mean, that's this a is a lot of this money. This is sucked that's, on a level a I couldn't possibly. Stuck. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Right. Of I mean, money. you can't trade him, but uh, yep, I'm with you. Let's. Uh, it's good. I mean, really, there's like 10, 12 quarterback potential moves uh, every year now. That's just how it's going to be. Um, and I, I think you're right, Check. Like, because we now it's. 30, 70, 40, 60, 50. Basically, it's a crapshoot if you're going to get the best quarterback out there in the draft. Like these guys don't have to work out. And I think you said, I think like eight out of the 12, you could honestly say did not work out in the last three years of uh, drafting. So, I mean, um, by the way, Andy Staples pointed this out. He joined us, one of the great college football guys out there. He joined us a couple of few weeks ago. I I knew Bryce Young was smallish. I didn't know he was five ten. Did you know he was that tiny? That's what they say. Yeah, they they um, dispute that, but you never know with these guys. Five ten seems to be the magic number, right? When the shorter quarterbacks, they all raise up to five ten, and the ones that are uh, six feet are actually five ten. So I don't know. It's a, it's a <laughs> fascinating number. I put five ten on my driver's license. Who's going to argue with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only sitting in the car when a cop pulls me over. Anyway, what the hell's the difference? They're going to tell me, hit me up for the inch and a half. You're lucky hour. I wasn't at the DMV that day. <laughs> you will be. Uh, all right. Michigan at Ohio State, <laughs> seven and a half and 57. Well, both schools looked like crap last week. Uh, they may have been looking ahead to this, this matchup. Ohio State needed the fourth quarter to hold off uh 
I would say an average Maryland squad. Michigan needed every second Martin to beat Illinois at home. Maybe you give them both a pass, except the difference to me is Blake Corum. Knee injury versus Illinois, top three Heisman candidate. Then he gets his knee injury. He had over 100 yards rushing. A member of the Wolverines today says he's flat out not playing. That's a tough 1,450 yards to replace, Martin. What are you going with? I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, tough. I mean, Heisman candidate legitimately, especially when you see how the quarterbacks have been playing, some, or some of the quarterbacks have been playing this year. I'm going to take Michigan in the points, though. Um I I don't know if Quorum's going to go or not. Jim Harbaugh is kind of a jerk when it comes to his injury reports. And it's college, so it's different than the NFL, so you can do that. The NFL, uh, I, the whole Matt Ryan thing, I'm still sour about. But uh, Well, but also without, a 19-year-old's timetable is different than a, like a 34-year-old, as you mentioned, right? So it, right. it, it does have more to do with the individual. So, you know, I don't know. I, I saw a video of Blake Corum delivering turkeys yesterday. So he was walking all right. That's all, all right. I can say. But I'd like to see if he plays. I really like Michigan. <laughs> if he doesn't, I'm just going to go ahead and, and lean on the run game because I think Michigan, even though without Blake Corum, they still have some guys up front. And I haven't seen Ohio State been able to dominate the ball in the way that they have in years past. Like they've scored some points, but even against that Maryland game, that was a one score game until Tua's little brother threw an interception that got the turn for a touchdown. So they were like, they had the ball with the chance to beat them. So we'll see. this is I, without uh, uh, Michigan. This is uh, without question, the biggest rivalry in college sports. I think that's not army Navy. All right, check fine. You could have army Navy, but um, Duke, so North Carolina, well, Duke, North Carolina is not a big thing. And when Coach K goes away, it's not not as huge. I mean, this is – but then if you look at it, it's only been a one-score game once in the last seven meetings. This does not have to be close, and I don't think it will be. I don't trust McCarthy to make a big throw when he needs to down, and I think like Stroud and Harrison Jr. pile it on when they need to. I'm going 39-22, Sheck, and that's still under Ohio State's average of 46 a game. I know. I, I believe in Michigan and I believe in the many eras of uh, which way things are leaning in these head to heads. I like Michigan pushing Ohio State around a year ago, but the injuries are really bumming me out in, in trying to pick Michigan seven and a half. I mean, what are we to glean, though, from last week, respectively? Were they being gentlemen on both sides? Like, let's not show anything. Yeah, um, maybe. But obviously, Corum goes down in game. But I, I was half thinking like, at, at halftime, like Harbaugh's holding something back here. He's holding players back, in fact, for the big mm -hmm. game. And then it was like, okay, you're going to lose this game. So so those guys you're holding back, stop doing that, Harbaugh. And then I realized, like, oh, they're, in fact, hurt, hurt, because they would yeah. be in there to try and survive this uh, Illini game. I'm going on the hunch that Michigan at least is better than the, than the, the seven and a half that they're getting in this one. I say they go into the shoe and make it tight here. And maybe All that's because right. I love rivalry games. And But I also, like I say, happen to believe that Harbaugh finally got over that hump. And, and that was the bugaboo for him for his entire tenure until last year. I like this Michigan team. I don't think they're jive. I think Martin's going to be calling for Harbaugh's head again, along with uh, many others on the Michigan side. I'll, I'll what about the bucket, 17. though, Sal? What are, what are we doing? That, that's the most prestigious of all rivalry games, the Indiana Hoosiers against P. We just talked about No, no, yeah. No, it's fine. Got to go it's over. Got to go over. Gotta I know go, you've that, been doing well with Hoosiers those overs. The Hoosiers are the bet every week. Bet them over. All right. So, uh, what is it this week? If I had it yesterday in front of me here. Who you got in the uh, Irish I, uh 
Well, that, that's it. That's the next one. I mean, I did want to put Indiana above that in terms of importance, but I, I get that was a miscalculation by me. Ca- uh, USC, Spaghetti's going there. Enemy territory again. Third time this year, right, Spaghetti? You went to Seattle to watch your Giants play, right? You were going yeah. tonight to see the Kings and uh, Rangers. Correct. And then you head to L.A. Memorial Coliseum, um, right? That's uh, And they're five-and-a-half-point underdog. I like your team. I heard you like your team. I heard your explanation on minus three. Uh, let's hear it again. You and Notre Dame getting the points. Five and a half is a lot. I I think I, I love this matchup for Notre Dame. I really do. I mean, USC is 102nd in the nation, giving up almost five yards uh, a pop on yeah. the ground. And uh, the Notre Dame three-headed monster running backs been great. They've been a, a phenomenal second-half team. Uh, my guess is that All-American safety Brandon Joseph comes back for his final regular season game before he enters the NFL draft. And um, I think they definitely could use him. And Benjamin Morrison, their cornerback, who could have went to Alabama if it wasn't for a summer injury, he's, I think, the best cornerback in college football right now. He had three interceptions last game. He's had a bunch the last few games. I just don't I just don't see Caleb Williams doing what he's been doing. I mean, he he's had a lot. His stats have been great, but they've been playing like Colorado and Arizona and um, USC's defense is just atrocious. Notre Dame's going to do their bet ball control offense that we saw that they did that versus Ohio State, keep the ball out of the very good quarterback's hands. And mm-hmm. I'm not sliding Lincoln Riley's game plan with Caleb Williams, but they're not going to they're not going to dictate the outcome of this game. Notre Dame will. Their defense has been awesome. Uh, uh, USC has not seen a defense like Notre Dame in quite some time. I, I really like the Irish in this game. I'm with you. I, w- I wish you didn't play so blah against Navy. I know they scored at the end to make it close and you allowed 32, but you've been on a nice run, 35 or more points each of the last five games. It's hard to call this a trap game because it's, it is a rivalry, but USC at UCLA last week, looking ahead to the PAC 12 championship, maybe a little letdown. Maybe Caleb Williams takes a step back. Like you said, against this Notre Dame defense check. Is this the best rivalry where region isn't a consideration? Yeah, I have my proper list of that. I really should have pulled that out in advance here. Yes, the non-divisional regional ones like Lakers-Celtics looms over the decade. Steelers-Cowboys does, and so too does this one. It's on the short list, that's for sure. Um, And uh, the... it's got to be the best college, right? It's got to be the best college rivalry. Yeah, does it? I my, mean, it would have it, to involve Notre Dame either way. Yeah. In my opinion, you you and I have argued about this for decades now, but my favorite college football game, the greatest college football game of all time is the Orange Bowl of the first day of 1984. Turner Gill, Mike Rogier, and the mighty Nebraska Cornhuskers. Heavy We've favorites. argued about this? Yes, we have. Against Bernie Kosar, the rookie Bernie Kosar. Oh. I mean, the freshman Bernie Kosar and Howard Schnellenberger and the dawn of the <laughs> of the used dynasty. 31-30. What a game it was. Tom Osborne didn't have to go for two. Could have just kicked the extra point and won the national championship. Right. But he was a man. And he said, no, no, that's no way to do it. Same thing. You jump to the second best game of all time is uh, Irish hosting. What was that? Oh, six. Can we talk that? about the Hoosiers, which is what everyone wants? Or just like uh, anything uh, from I'm this like, you century? What's gonna be. This is a great rivalry. You're telling you us what was. I'm telling you that it deserves okay. to be called that because there have been many great additions. But that was the number one game of all time. Bush push. Uh, well, the one a game, as I say to the here and now. Give me the Trojans. This is a big game. A letdown game. A letdown game. You just said it. This is a big rivalry game for them. There's no letdown coming. I'm just saying there's a lot of emotional games here. When Notre Dame's just kind of sitting back. Sometimes the team with nothing to to lose or gain 
has the moment. I'm, I'm going to say 33-30. Maybe the Trojans win. It's funny you said 31 There you go. They've been running the ball well. You know, they had 280 versus BC. What was it, like 270 versus Clemson? I'm, I'm a Logan Diggs guy. It is uh, a terrible match. It is, I mean, yeah. an atrocious matchup with what the, the Irish can do to you on the ground. I, I mean, I just think that the high-end talent of Kayla Williams, it all has led to this big moment. USC, as I said, what, Spaghetti? Seven, eight weeks ago that they were the best play to get that fourth slot in the mm-hmm. Final Four. Much soil has been covered between then and now, but I still like USC to get one of those slots. Can I just say, I'm you know, I'm picking against them here, USC, but I think the number one playoff game I would want to see is USC Ohio State. Yeah. I think would be the most fun, right? I mean, looking forward, take George out of the mix because they could just make it a, you know, 17-6 slog, you know. I think USC Ohio State or USC Michigan is what we should be rooting for at some point, right? And TCU could get in. We need to see that. Anyway, Martin, what's your pick? Yeah, I uh, am not going to run through the entire history. That's on Google, Dave, uh, just in case anybody's <laughs> curious. I'll take Notre Dame to cover, but I like USC to win. Um, uh, this USC team, like they, like Sal, I'm not sorry, like Eddie said, they haven't been playing like great competition, but they have been winning. So I do think that they're, I think they'll be able to continue that under Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams between that quarterback. We've seen him kind of go through the regular season in college football and then have struggle in big in big bowl games or playoff games or whatever. I think that might be what we see with this USC team this year as well. I think they win this one, but Notre Dame keeps it close. All right. There you go. Should Red be fun. Needle. Fun weekend. There's so much. Well, five and a half. It was three. So five and a half, though. You got it does make you think you could be down 12 and score a touchdown late. All right, let's take another quick break and then our pop of the week. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, let me start us off. Pup of the week. Uh, Miserable last week with the Rams. I mean, more and more injuries. I should have seen. I should have seen it. As soon as I ditched the Saints, uh, they're going to bite me in the Packers plus 250 Sunday night at the Eagles. They look like complete garbage versus Tennessee. Bills crushed them a few weeks back. Aaron Rodgers digs deep, doesn't get embarrassed again on prime time. Philly, not a great six days. I think this is closer to what they're about, this team, especially with Jordan Davis out. He can maybe come back against Tennessee in week 13. Give me LaFleur in 10 days to prepare. I like the Packers to win 26-21. And check, by the way, they're wearing their alternate black helmets, the Eagles are. 
I don't know if you're a fan, but that's going to be what you're going to see on Sunday night. You don't know if I'm a fan? Let me let me uh, disabuse you of any vagaries there. I hate them. What kind of uniforms are those on the Eagles? Where's the nice green hat? The Kelly green of 1960. Yeah. The darker green of Ron Jaworski and Harold Carmichael in the late 70s. Randall and Cunningham, early sure. I'll take that Randall Cunningham Kelly green with the silver pants and Reggie White and Jerome Brown and the rest of it. These uniforms mm-hmm. suck, and we've had to look at them for way too long. And I'm just talking about the green, the black fat. All right, we'll take the Packers with me then. Pup of the week. <laughs> I wish I could uh, base my pick on that. It is an eyesore, that's for sure. You know who I'm going with? I'm going with the Vegas Raiders going up to Seattle to to get things mm. right. A longstanding um, dominance have the Raiders had over the Seahawks. The youngsters may not know this. It may be available on Google, Marty, but the kids may not uh, be passionate enough to take the time to look this up. You know, the Seahawks used to be in the AFC and they were in the AFC West um, Mm -hmm. and uh, and had a couple of moments there with uh, with ground Chuck and beyond. I think. uh, Dave Craig, right. Dave Craig. Yeah. Steve Largent, right. right? Yeah, um, I can't yeah, back so it. Take I, the I've Raiders lost too much to... money. I've lost so much money with these Raiders. I, I I just can't do it, and I laugh when they score in overtime against Denver. I'm like, yeah, they're just not. They should be I, every week. Talk about some uh, the Dumb parts and parts not equal yeah. in the sum and all that. The Raiders are just they don't make sense where right. they are in the standings right there. The Seahawks don't make sense where they are in the standings. I understand uh-huh. we're deep enough in that we should abide by what is, is, but I'm going to take the Raiders here on a hunch since I have to take someone as my pup of the week. Plus 162 is your payout. All right, Martin, who's your pup? I'm betting against, and it also just lines up to love this team, but I'm betting against the Washington Commanders and Taylor Heineke. Mm. Like I get it that they, it's been the feel-good story of of the middle part of the season. You know, he had his little mini Kirk Cousins moment where he had his change and a bush light and all of that. But, uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm taking the Falcons. They're underdogs here, obviously. Four points to pay out is 175. I like the Falcons to run the ball pretty well against the Commanders, who secretly, like, haven't really ran the ball well and yeah. haven't really thrown the ball well, but somehow continue to score points. So well, I'm banking on no uh, yeah, sixes or anything like that. It, it's a fun, right, exactly. It's a fun story. The NFC East there you might get all four teams in the jet. Well, the Jets now probably not going to happen, but the AFC East had a shot at that too. But things did break great for the commanders after beating the Eagles on Monday night. You would think there'd be an, um, some kind of letdown going on the road, except that they went on the road six days later versus the worst team in football. The Texans are uh, very excited to be committed as the worst team. They're 13 point underdog to the dolphins. That's not a bad pick there, Martin. I might join you on there. All right, listen, let's do this. Uh, Eddie, you don't want to make a side bet. Do you? About uh, Giants Cowboys? Yeah. uh, As long as I can take the Cowboys and you can take the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was trying to, because it's not fair because there's, uh, uh, you know, there's the four to five times in this, situation the Cowboys would win you know, that that's just what Vegas tells you but I wonder if there was a way to do like I put one th- the side bet check a Thanksgiving side bet where I hmm. wear four sides of Eddie's choice on my head to my one if the Giants were to lose I mean it's not fun betting the spread right it's like the Giants are down 16 they score and, and go for two and win, lose by eight and he's going to be like ah and then I got to do 
right? Oh my God. The most delicious punishment ever covered in Thanksgiving sides. Count me in. I hope I lose time 16 this weekend. In that case, (laughs) cover me in gravy and mashed potatoes (laughs) and stuffing in my pockets. I'll take it. Uh, Joel, you had some ideas for this, right? Didn't you have some ideas maybe for this? I mean, I don't know how we'll beat the, uh, big tuna head, but, uh, yeah, there's well, if, uh, it's, if it's marshmallows and yams, uh, that's how you beat it. Um, well, how about the uh, Pilgrim Reaper? So if Eddie loses, he just has to wear a regular Pilgrim costume for the mm. entire show. Sal, if you lose, you have to wear a sexy Pilgrim costume. Mm. I was that was my plan for Thanksgiving anyway. Mm. All right, keep going. <laughs> Is there anything else? Maybe, All maybe right. we have a uh, cold cold turkey. Uh, yeah. Sal, if you lose. Well, if Eddie loses, he has to eat one pound of turkey during the during the show. If you lose, you have to eat four pounds. I don't think I can do that. Is that even possible? Isn't that a lot? Four pounds? Uh, A pound of turkey would be a breeze. Four pounds, you would get sick from it and might fall asleep if uh, uh, fall asleep as a thing after a pound and a half. Yeah. Um, um, all right, Eddie, any of this? I mean, I feel bad, but I do want to give you a chance because I beat you in the first game when we had our backup quarterback. I'm always game for any kind of competition or funny bet, or I, I have no shame. doesn't bother me, but I just don't have any faith in my team winning a game like with in a national game with a bunch of eyeballs on them with, I, uh, I would say three fourths of their starters missing. I just don't have any, any faith in pulling them off. Right. Maybe it, I, I would need, I mean, if, for the sake of the the show and content, sure, I'll take the Giants plus the points, and we'll do some fun if you want. Yeah, but the points, you know what I'm saying, Shaq? That's kind of. I get I, it. I like the sweet potatoes for a sour puss covering somebody. That sounds good. That'll smell worse. Mm. Yeah, why don't you knock it down? How how do we make it a little more of a gentleman's bet? Because nine points makes it not that much fun. Right. Uh, I mean, gravy, cranberry sauce, turkey juice. Go. I was, I was give thinking me a field sauce. Goal. Just give me a field goal. Let's Ooh. do it like that. Yeah, I'll give you a field goal. All right, okay. and then All what? Right. And then we just uh side then, just side yeah, bet is we... the side of our our choosing on the uh. Yeah, we'll do a capital. Yeah, we'll okay. do that. Okay. All right, that. great. So that's Fine. our side, our Thanksgiving side bet. He's a good sport, Spaghetti. And now the Giants are going to win by 14. All right. So uh, there you go. Uh, by the way, Jason Garrett got roasted on. Is this true? Uh, I, I, I can't even listen to him. A, a damn thing he says. What did he it say, Joel? What uh, it, was, it was during the halftime show. And, uh, among lots of other boring things Jason Garrett said, they were talking about Thanksgiving and how they were so excited for mac and cheese. It's a staple. Jason Garrett just goes on the record saying, oh, I had no idea that uh, mac and cheese was even uh, a Thanksgiving staple. I, I and Twitter did their thing. I don't want to hear anything he says about Thanksgiving sides or defenses or football or any. I don't know how he has his job check enough. I don't even, I don't even know what you said. Should it be a staple? I, sure. Why not? Right. Mac how, and much, how much? How much? I mean, this, these are the results of group think we can't offend anybody. I, mm-hmm. Anybody who says anything interesting might upset somebody out there. This is how you wind up with the most down the middle, most thoroughly mediocre voice in, uh, not just <laughs> in football circles, on uh, in our society. Could you find someone more vanilla, with more mm-hmm. vanilla opinions than Jason Garrett? How did, I mean, one of the most coveted spots you could have. Like you have to say, as the as the guy in the pregame and, and halftime show, 
you have to say a, a, about a combined 37 words. How can you make it so that I might fall asleep, that you're worse than tryptophan <laughs> in your 37 words, week in yeah. and week out? And then I have to listen to him call the action for the for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish home games. I mean, what, what in the hell? It's inexplicable, really. But he doesn't know what he's talking about. Stuffing one, that's your winner, uh, mm. obviously, for all of time. And that is saying something, because mashed potatoes are delicious, too. Gravy mm. goes all, all over all of it. You put the gravy over every item on your Little plate. Spaghetti Mine head. is perhaps the yeah. creamed corn, the, cr- the mm-hmm. corn or the nice cheesy broccoli thing, if you get that in your house. I don't know how to feel about it. I've allowed it. Um, but my wife announced last week, oh, I, I've also ordered a ham. And I, I don't know how to feel about that, but what's done is <laughs> That's done. a good side. Um, I, I, you should feel it's not a good side. side. I don't know if I okay. like philosophically on Thanksgiving <laughs> that we're bringing, a, we're, we're bringing swine into the mix. Who decided oh, that I was see. allowed? No, nah, it's, oh, good. it's good. First of all, turkey is the most overrated bird that there is. I really can't start this is what I don't point. like. I got I, I got the, the against all odds crew waiting. We can't get into this now. But big I know. turkey is the reason they push Thanksgiving so hard. <laughs> Green beans casserole was created in the basement of Campbell's soup. And Dave, I'm disappointed that's not true, in you. Right. No, all you're right. right about green bean casserole. It sucks. But listen, okay. but that's 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 neither here nor there. What sucks most is the jello. Who decides green jello? No one eats green jello ever. Except mm. at Thanksgiving. Who made that decision and who keeps on making it and putting it on the table to cloud what is an otherwise gorgeous view? And well, the other one, sweet potatoes. They stink the whole house up. Keep them away as well. Go ahead. Right, David, stop. David, David, stop it. Cheesy broccoli. Cheesy broccoli. Hold you seven. Sweet I might potato. just have to get off and right. let you guys Good. finish. I might have just to get nice burnt edges around it. That's, yeah, that's the, that's I don't know. The, uh, where, where are you having Thanksgiving dinner at a hospital? Green Jello? I don't know. I don't even know where we would see. This, well, it's so. not. It's not happening in my house, but I remember it happening when I was a child, and I didn't care right. for it then, and I wouldn't care for it now. And I, these people who who have decided to make this their big issue to denounce turkey, which has been there for you each and every Thanksgiving, let alone into your lunchbox when when you mm-hmm. opened it up and you were starved and you were sick of learning. Uh, the multiplication tables and you couldn't listen for another moment and then you opened up your Adam 12 or Planet of the Apes lunchbox and there awaited a turkey sandwich with a nice piece of cheese on it if you please and now we're belly aching in the the year of the Lord 2022 about Thanksgiving which has done nothing but nice things for us fed all of you all All Thanksgiving is is a dinner party with people that you don't like is that true? Maybe That's it all is. it is. Listen, so every other time you go out to dinner, generally it's with your friends. This time you go out and you you go to your uncle's house, your auntie's house, whatever. It's the most overrated holiday that exists. I have <laughs> wow, one last real crazy. football thing. I, have I one give last thanks to thing. South. We gotta go. We gotta I'm go. I'm giving thanks to South for letting us cheat life, getting to <laughs> flap our gums about sports and more important things like turkey is not un, is not overrated. It's rated appropriately. It's good. It's not great. It's about getting together, playing uh, a football game, watching football, getting drunk, and uh, and eating food. That what are we complaining about, everybody? This is Man. what I want everyone to do. I want everyone to have a happy Thanksgiving. I also want everyone to go to extrapoints.com slash arcade tomorrow. There you go. Save some gravy for Eddie's head. But in the meantime, put in your pick'em winners. Put in your prop quiz winners. Mike Beck with five right gets the gold cap. Kevin McDonald, 12 right, gets the $100. Um, 
Brother Bry is in first place. Hench is one behind. Harry is three behind. The three of us are nowhere to be found. Spaghetti, we're, we're, I don't know where we do. We had good weeks. Spaghetti, seven, five, and one. Uh, Martin, six, six, and one. Sheck, what did what'd you go? Yes. Oh, you also went seven, five, and one. I and did I go eight, 10 eight, and four in my best four. bets for minus three last week, though. Combined with college football. So check out minus three. Check out lemon pepper parlay with uh, Martin and Will Blackman. Waiver wire with Eddie and Jen Piacenti. Megan Fun of Sports. Covered in Glory has all your soccer needs taken care of. And Mr. Lister tonight, check you're doing it at four East. I'm sorry, four Pacific, seven Eastern, correct? That's right. Our list based trivia game. Join us. It's marvelous times. We'll talk to you then. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. A reminder, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. (laughs) 